Episode two, we're going to keep this one quick because it's a show which is the outtakes from the first hour. We want our first show. We try to keep it tighter, but you know how it is. We get going. So we thought, why not carve out those chunks that are standalone-ish? You don't, you know, if we're talking about how good quarterbacks are in week one, maybe it doesn't need to be in right there with the pick. So that one probably does. But there's some subjectivity to it. If you don't like it, we'll stop doing it. But what we know is people want to hear the picks, some people, and they want them tighter. So we're going to try to do that in the one episode and try to have the more, you know, dream preview-y things that only we do, good or bad. Some, you know, most think it's good, but some, you know, don't love every part of it. You know, if you loved every part, that'd be weird. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of good that you don't look like certain parts. The key is... It's what I always told all the girlfriends. You got to have half. If you like half, you like enough. Huh? You follow? No, because I didn't have all the girlfriends. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, you're kidding me. (laughs) But listen, it all worked out, didn't it? All right. So um, tell us what you think. And so the only difference is there'll be like transitions that are like, okay, we just talked about money management. And then it's like, do, do, do. And then it's like, okay, we just talked about quarterbacks in the fourth quarter. Tell us what you think. And if you don't like it, we won't do it. If you do, we will. And don't forget, we got that special standalone pod that is Thursday night, same game parlay. We're going to try that also. We keep experimenting. We don't rest on our laurels. Guys, anything else? No, we got the full house here. AJ, Fez, Scott, McKenzie, and me, RJ. Anything else to say? I've got one bonus pick. A bonus pick? You're just throwing it out. Go ahead. Week two. Going to play... Kansas City is playing at Jacksonville. We're going to take Jacksonville plus three. This is outstanding value. So think about this. Jacksonville and Detroit, those are equal, pretty equal teams. There's, there's a great comp here. So if Detroit is mm. catching four and a half on the road, that means this line should be close to pick them. If you flipped it and the game was in Detroit, well, they are playing next week. They're not playing Detroit, but they're playing Jacksonville, same team, and the Jaguars are getting a full three. I get it. Kansas City might get Kelsey back. They might get Chris Jones back. They might not. Plus three, Jacksonville. Plus three, Jacksonville. At home. In Jacksonville. Kelsey's a question mark. Okay, okay. But we, weren't you the one telling me when KC's below th- three or below how good they are? Yes. Okay. It's right on the border. I think KC's going under this year. I, you were on it before me, way before me. I actually like it a good bit. but um, So I don't mind fading them. So if you like Bills over, KC under, are you starting to waver on who the top team in the AFC is? Could be the Steelers. There's too yeah. many contenders. <laughs> I don't think it's the Steelers. I don't know. <laughs> I I'll, I'll be honest Jets, with you. Guys. You think it's more of a race than you thought it was a month ago. Yeah, because I, I, the thing is, I feel like Buffalo's less than they were, but I feel like the downgrade's been too much. Right, it went down like a whole point or a whole game in between last year and this year. They're basically getting valued like they're a twelve-win team last year, at least, mm-hmm. if not twelve point two. And now they're getting they're a ten point eight. I think too much of a downgrade. Yeah, it's a lot of a downgrade. I think they're less, but not that much less. I agree. All right, on to more talk like this. Also, there's the third part. So there's three parts coming at you all at once. You can watch them and listen or listen to them at your leisure, but listen to them soon enough to bet. Because let's be honest. That's how you win. 
right, on to the rest of this show. But real quick here, we got the uh, Kansas City. So last year, they won 14 games. We started with the fourth quarter win share, and that was 13.55. All right, so now we're like, okay, that's where we think they should have won. Now, we have a turnover luck adjustment, and they were downgraded by a quarter game. So they got lucky with turnovers. And this is, uh, it's not the Mahomes is good. It's by PFF, we look at the turnover-worthy plays, et cetera. Injury effect, they were the second least injured team last year. So they actually lose 1.4 games from injury, which is massive. It's one of the biggest ones. It's already flipping this year. Yeah, for sure. SOS change, the strength of schedule, they lose 1.1 games. They're one of the worst there. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kevin Cole does an off-season adjustment with players in, players out, draft choices. Nothing we cover, though. He's got them down .77 games. We did a conversion from points. Mm -hmm. So you add that up, our 17-game projection is 10 flat, 10.05 games. And that assumes Chris Jones and uh, Kelsey are going to play healthier the whole year. Yeah, it's an intro. I mean, for sure. But but now the market's number has the Kelsey question in it, right? So well, I don't know if the season win numbers. Right? What, what, maybe if we could look up what I haven't checked that the last couple of days. It has to. It was. He a, mentioned Westgate didn't move initially, so our consensus number didn't move. Very very little movement. On the how Westgate. can how is that? You know what? Know what's happening? People are running out of money. You know, it's like they've been betting all these. Games. No, they are. They okay. really. I I understand the syndicates can still do it, and we disagree on this. It's a pain in the ass to do the accounting with you have a syndicate and you got a guy drops out in October making these long term investments. It 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 is a pain mm-hmm. with the accounting because mm-hmm. people want to drop out. They might want to not be a part of it. And now you're like, how am I going to allocate all these pending bets? Well, I don't think the biggest syndicates have that kind of problem. But you you're saying if there's four or five guys together and they're playing. Ten dimes, you know that kind of thing you're talking about. Well, even a real big syndicate would, would have, might have a guy that's like a two percent share, and another guy with a three percent share. And what happens if that guy's like like goes AWOL in, in October? It's messy. Mm. Okay. It's hard. Okay, you know, listen. You've been closer to that than you know more than I have. Again, where I have some insight, I think you've got more. Um, well, I like the under there. I you do liked too. it to start with. Yeah. All right. Well, well, well be, I liked it because if you recall. And you had a conspiracy theory that the NFL was getting tired of Mahomes winning all these championships, but their rest disadvantage weeks 11 through 18 with three Monday night football games is just astounding where they are like at a disadvantage in rest like five of their last six games. You know something I didn't notice is we've got four games, four teams worse than Kansas City when it comes to the relative and three better. So there's six, six teams with more value. You know, I'm just read this in the 10 seconds. Uh, under Chargers, under Jacksonville, under Jets. Under Jets is massive. Wow. How could that be? The Jets are projected to win 5.2 games. <laughs> well, they did win seven last year. So Kevin Cole has them only upgraded by an eight hundredths of a game? That seems crazy. Yeah, and Rodgers was his number one player. But I guess net, so what net. else did they lose? I'm going to have to read that. He, he did a write-up on every one, right? Yeah. Well, the three teams that are better uh, or looks good is uh, the Saints is way over. Uh, Buffalo looks way over. And New England looks way over. New Orleans 7-10 and 10 with underlying stats last year that said they, they really should have been a 9-8 and eight team. So we, we had them at 8.1. And then turnover luck was 1.1. Injury, 1.5 games. Strength of schedule, 1. 
and Cole has him up 0.88, so it adds up to 12.64. Wow. Yeah. Derek now, Carr, MVP. What's interesting, Atlanta, as much as we kind of put Atlanta in that same mix, Atlanta's actually strength of schedule doesn't go up hardly at all uh, or doesn't uh, get worse, I guess, is what you want it to, right? Um, Atlanta is – uh, where is it? So Atlanta had an easy schedule last year and had this year. Have, yeah. Some, not really adjusted. So Atlanta's strength of schedule was only uh, .18 games, so less than a fifth of a game mm-hmm. versus, like, you know, a lot of these people. And, are, of course, we're just measuring differentiation last year's mm-hmm. versus this year's. Exactly. So Atlanta has easy, but they were easy last year. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make sure, go through and check all of these for any type. You know, uh, McKenzie put this together really we did it quick today because it was like it was putting together all the stuff we had done all off season. But he did a real good job of getting it done. But you know, when it's fast at the end, there's always a chance of mistake. So I'm going to tweet this at RJ in Vegas. I'll, I'll tweet this whole thing out. So correct me if I'm wrong, but basic strategy: teams that were really lucky, we want to go ahead and play under for it, season wins. We, and teams that were unlucky, like the Saints, we would all things being equal, we're looking to play over. So let, let's do this real quick. And we'll keep this at the beginning of the second episode, so then we can get right into it. But but here we got a good almost half hour at this point. Um, f- give me just one team in each of these categories. Who who do you remember was turnover lucky or unlucky? You can tell me either way. Just see if anyone jumps out at you. Wow, I don't recall. I mean, people it. will say the Cowboys. Yeah, were Cowboys with Dak Prescott. Yes. Okay, well, turnover unlucky. You're saying unlucky. Well, lucky. They on threw de- more interceptions than they should have. No, yes. but they. But and they, they were lucky on defense. Lucky though. on defense. Well, that will even itself out. That's mm-hmm. yeah. So Dallas. Well, let's see here. Dallas was uh, minus a four uh, four tenths of a game. Point four games. So they were unlucky. You could you could make the case. Well, I guess the minus would be they were uh, the minus on the turnovers. They were slightly lucky. They were lucky. Yeah. Okay. So they—that's a negative. It's re, yeah. So my all the minuses well, here Dick's are negative. Well, Diggs got an interception every game, right? That, well, I that I think that was a couple years oh, before, right? Yes. He had a I lot mean, last year too. Yeah. So the 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 most unlucky team or the luckiest team was Arizona, right? Which is kind of. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Real quick. Uh, that would edit edit. God, I don't know why I have trouble with this. So negative number is bad. That season or bad for their win total? It's bad for the win total, right? right. So, so that means they were lucky. Right. Okay, see, that's what gets confusing. Yeah. Uh, so let me just write that above. Red equals lucky, which equals bad. Okay, for this year. Red flag. Lucky last Betting year. Betting on them, red flag. Yeah, la- yeah, that's good. Bad this year. Okay. Three. We're going to back up just 30 seconds or wherever you want. Three, two. One. So Arizona was lucky last year. They were uh, over a game of turnover luck, which is amazing considering they only won four games. That is that, that that's troubling, actually, which means it's a bad thing for this year because you don't expect it to continue. Right? They're not going to win a game. <laughs> I, I, I want to play on them, to be honest with you. All right. So now who was uh, San Francisco, for example, was um, really unlucky with injuries, right? So they had over two games of injuries lost. So we expect that to even out, right? Mm-hmm. So that would revert back. Strength of schedule. Well, San Fran is always injured. So how would you address that? Uh, you know what's funny? Most people don't believe that. Mm-hmm. You know, meaning that it, we see it in two or three year clusters, 
But I read that their offense and their defense independently over the past five years has ranked more injury prone than normal. So it's like it, it's it's a one in a thousand years, many, event. It's but 10, why would it be one in a thousand? Because it's ten. It's five offenses and five defenses. So that so it's so it's one half to the tenth. Mm, five, maybe, maybe. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, are we sure that that we're splitting it right at sixteen? And no, I, I mean, so. No. But but I listen. It is unlucky. You're right about that. I mean, but I guess it wouldn't be correlated necessarily either, would it? Um, Okay, so strength of schedule, I'll give you a couple of examples. San Francisco actually is uh, red, which means that they were lucky last year on the strength of schedule. They had an easy one, and now it gets harder. So the teams that get harder, the Raiders get harder, uh, Kansas City gets harder, Chargers get harder. You know, usually these are clustered in divisions, Yeah, you see. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and who gets uh, easier, the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Chicago gets easier the most of any team. They gain 1.4 games mm. just from that. So think about that, Fez. A game is 35 points, right? So, I mean, we're looking at, you know, 52, you know, 55 points worth of just strength of schedule. It's amazing. And uh, Philly is a team that we've heard a lot about. It's gotten harder, but actually it's only about half a game for them. All right, and, Kev- yeah. and Kevin Cole has San Fran as the biggest downgrade. What was his rationale on San Fran? Jimmy G was the second highest uh, player lost. I think there's numbers. some validity there. There's some validity there. Um, but they brought in that, what's that, Hargrave or Hargrove? Yeah, that was, our, that was the biggest plus. Also, we lost uh, Mike McGlinchey, which graded out well in his numbers. Well, yeah, he got signed big. You got to give him credit there. Um, Philly lost a lot. You know, there's a perception they didn't lose a lot, but they defensively they lost a lot, and the Chargers lost a lot, huh? What's it? What was it? You remember his Chargers rationale, or was it just Herbert downgrades? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't remember which players he called out. All right, so I'm going to look through that, but I'll send it out. But it, it kind of interesting, I think. Um, so, last thing, Fez, do you? If we look at the top seven, six, I'll do. Do you? Which one of these do you agree with? Uh, Saints over. Agree. What, agree. Uh, Buffalo over. Mm, neutral. In between. New England over. I was surprised you had him under in two of your three in that. What was your thinking there? Uh, I played in the contest under seven and a half in the market seven point two. Okay, that makes sense. Boy, God. Chargers under. Yep. Jacksonville under. Mm, indifferent. And then Jets under. I don't like the Jets under. Yeah. Hey, the Jets is driven by this. Um, well, Kevin Cole. Well, here's the thing. He's got him. Like last year, they won seven games. We had him at 6.5. So, okay, no big difference. The injuries last year, they were lucky. You know, they had a couple. No, Well, the running back, right? Yeah, but if you wait it by quarterback, you know, they, that was a, walk, a house of horrors when Mike White's out hobbling out there at quarterback playing injured. But you but, could argue that the luckiest thing that happened to him was Zach Wilson got hurt. Yeah, let's be honest. Is, is, <laughs> do we really think Flacco was that big of a downgrade from Mike White? I mean, I think Mike White had potential. A healthy Mike White, but not, a, not an injured Mike White. Yeah. So this thing actually accounts for p- positional depth hmm. or, or positional um, value. value. Yeah. Um, and that's it. So really, but what we're saying is they, had, they were lucky with injuries. They only won six and a half games. And the real question is Cole is saying there's not a big upgrade here. 
that doesn't make sense to me. So again, I Kevin Kostov is really good because yeah. he's the only guy I've seen that says I'm going to look at every in and out, inflow and outflow of player, right. and I'm going to assess it and give you a net effect. So how it came to who did the Jets lose? I mean, they lost that third receiver that retired, right? Yeah, he was no one. Corey Davis is no, yeah. no one. But they signed him to a big contract. I mean, it was yeah. like a $12 million. Yeah, but they brought in Alan Lazard and, and Randall Cobb and Michael well, Hardman. Well, I don't think Cobb or – no, no, I'm not questioning yeah. anything other than Aaron Rodgers. Was, Lazard was number one on the Packers. Cobb is a reliable third down back. Michael Hardman's a speedster that Patrick Mahomes no, would probably I, love listen, to have back right now. These my, are all starting wide receivers. My instincts are agreeing with you. McKay, you want to look that yeah, up real quick? I, I did just look into it. So I put up what he has on the screen, just so the blame is a little bit off me. He accidentally put the Jets as the new team and the old team for Aaron Rodgers. So his uh, 78 points on the season needs to be re-added to that number. So let me ask you a question. When you looked at this and saw that number, did it, like, Did you notice the minute I saw that number, it's like I'm saying, what could that be? And like, that, that, you got to do more of that, man, because it's like, it's fine. We, lucky we caught it. So how much, just off the top, how much would that adjustment be, do you think? So 78 points. Uh, Two games, right? Well, uh, well, yeah, if it's done exactly the same. I'm not sure what his formula might be a little different, but was that going to be right around over two games then? Or was yes. that, is that going to be both ways, though? So if we had, or you're it, saying it neutraled it out. It neutraled out as is, so it okay. would be completely added, and so, that's over two games, yeah. So that still would only get him up to seven, seven and a, you know, seven and a half. Hmm. Okay. I'll take a look. So do me a favor at the bit with the big numbers. On these guys, you know, like on any of these, take a look through them and just make sure everything, like meaning the, the biggest 10 players in the league get changed. Just make sure there wasn't any mistakes. Yeah. You might want to email or message him. He'll like that you helped him out. For sure. All right. So there you go. At least we, we, we figured out that didn't make a ton of sense. Yeah. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a salary chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against with pick six? You're not going against another player or players. 
you're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. And again, I haven't been able to uh, read his book yet, but um, it's out and it's a must read. I've, I've read half of it. It's, so what do you think? It's exceptional. I was disappointed in terms of you know, secrets of Billy Walters and his success. It's actually a brilliant book just in terms of describing how he grew up and his background. It's a fantastic autobiography, which I would say only but, one third of it's betting. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, there's going to be a lot of stuff in there, I'm guessing, that a lot of people are going to think are secrets. That, that they are to them, but for you, it's something you know. So it's going to be, I mean, you know, there's not going to be a ton you're not going to know, right? Right. So I'm learning a lot about life, yeah. but not about betting. But I, I think, listen, if there's one guy, and we won't belabor this point, but if there's one guy that you could say how he did it, because the thing is, you know, I was lucky enough, you know, Malensky, we did an interview with him, and this is back when I think it was like eight years in between him doing a live interview or something at the time that we were like, it was a, spe- you know, it was really nice to get a chance. We did a whole hour with him mm-hmm. on a show on ESPN here in town. And um, what struck me was he was a, you know, effectively a net loser all the way up through coming to Vegas and then for a while here in Vegas. And what he gave credit to, and again, I haven't read the book yet, is Chip Reese. Does he talk about Chip Reese a lot? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've only threw half of it. He's just, just getting to that point. But yeah, he was going to junkets to the Riviera and stuff. And basically, he had various businesses selling cars. He's a tremendous salesperson. So he's making 500000 a year in doing other things and then blowing it gambling. Yes. And then he meets Doyle and he's working with Doyle. And, then he's, and now he's just met Chip Reese. And from what he shared with me, it, Chip was one of the major influences. Mm. A, a famous poker player, but he wasn't famous when when the new when the big boom happened. He was apprehensive about it. He got involved some, but not a ton. Then he he died. Not you know, I think in two thousand eight, maybe I can't remember exactly. But uh, he was young. I mean, he, I don't even think he was sixty. You know, even sixty, maybe he might have been late fifties. I think uh, maybe someone can check that for me. Is um, but. He somehow, how many people do you know? It's one thing if someone shows up and they're like a brilliant math person or whatever, they start winning, you know, and they just win. How many people, it's almost like the, almost like the Josh Allen situation, two years, fairly mediocre. And then he became a superstar. It doesn't happen in the third year that often. How many times have you seen a guy show up, lose a gambling, lose and then finally become the biggest winner ever, which obviously the biggest winner ever is going to be hard to match. But like, it's a rare thing, don't you think? I, I think about poker places. Really, everyone starts out losing, though, right? Well, no. They, they, they start out winning at the lowest limits because they have natural talent. And then when they step up a limit, they have a period. Yeah. That okay, they that's lose, right. right? I, 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 I agree with they're that. They're winning to go each step up. Yes. Um, 
But I'm saying poker's a different thing. Sports betting, you either have— I think most people, their first year that they bet, no, lose. No, it's not first year. He lost till he was, like, in his, I well, think, yeah, early but if, 40s. Yes. I mean, if I remember the—I mean, so, like, for 50—I mean, he told me that he lost his house pitching quarters. <laughs> he went to a bar with pitching quarters, which is a game— that I'm probably the best at that I've ever uh-huh. seen. <laughs> if I could play anyone in anything, it'd be pitching quarters. Because I spent summers, it was a boring town when I was a kid. And I, I had them where I put spin on it, and it's, oh my gosh. But um, <laughs> I shouldn't, maybe, well, I guess there's not much quarter pitching. It's going to be like. I don't think so. Yeah, don't I, take on that security guard that beat MJ, though. <laughs> huh? Oh, I, <laughs> I, oh, he did that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, Real quick is uh, you know what dealing seconds are right? Sure. So it's 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 in poker or whatever, it's, or blackjack or whatever. It's take it's being able to take the second card and it looks like the first. Yeah, you take the dead thumb, so you well, get your it's, thumb it's, anchors the top card down and you deal the second off. Yeah. Well, here's what. So there's a there's a book that is all about dealing seconds. I was looking, I thinking, do I want this for the library? And then I was looking at it because they let you read some of it, and he says if you practice three hours a day. It will take you 18 months to be passable with this. Wow. So it's like, think about that a second, right? And 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 that and the whole premise of that is that there's people that fixate on one thing like that because one day they're gonna or they make money from it here or there. Well, my pitching the quarters never I one summer I made like 180 bucks. <laughs> I was so happy. In hindsight, that probably wasn't a good, you know, I was not a great time investment. Yeah, but you know, I was fifteen, maybe. Mm-hmm. But you know, I was, but I was betting three hundred a game, so maybe. But yeah, I don't know. I like that I know how. Hmm. When's the last time you did it? Uh, it's been decades. You want to do it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't shot pool for a long time. <laughs> All right. So I guess my point with Billy was he went pitch quarters, lost his house. Came home to his wife and said, "Honey, we got to move." He I, woke up. At, I just got to that part I, in the book, and, and she's like, "All right." How old was he? How old was he? I, he's still young. He's not. He's, he's, not, th- he's over thirty, though. He might have lost more than one house because he wasn't that old. And she's <laughs> That's like, "All right, real. all right, we'll order, we'll order, we'll order, we'll order the moving company, and we'll move the furniture." And he's like, "Bad news, honey. I lost that too." <laughs> Now, apparently, I think in that story, it's going to turn out that he, um, the, the guy let him stay in and was yes. paying him. Yeah, yes, yeah. and he paid it off. But he had, he had to read mortgages. <laughs> wow. I mean, so a guy like that, if you heard that story, he said, hey, new guy's coming down. His name's Bill Walters. <laughs> and it's like, um, well, what can you tell me about him? Well, last month he lost his house pitching quarters because he was drunk, which, you know, he admits he was a big yeah. drinker. Would you think that guy, that is That's guy. going to become the premier sports gambler of mm-hmm. our generation. So what what switch turned in his head is the key question because he saw it more clearly than anyone eventually. I haven't gotten to that part of the book. That's yet. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the story though. To me but that's But it sounds fascinating. like Chip Reese was a big part of it. Yeah, but if Chip could have done this, he Chip would have done this. Chip mm-hmm. wasn't making that kind of money. Yeah. Billy had th- they say 300 million dollars is yeah. what 60 minutes says his net worth is. Chip Reese never had $300 million. Mm-hmm. Remember, as much as Doyle and those guys did well, if you look at, if you ever read the, uh, the Banker and the Suicide King about when they played heads up against Andy Beal, 
they were there was a point they were all of the corporation as it was called which was the, yeah. the they all were borrowing money because they were all broke I well tipperies didn't own all these golf courses like billy was you know he had multiple jobs so he's great at a lot of things and that's my but it's it's the same kind of talent in theory yeah but but the point being even a guy like chip or doyle as far as i can see from the distance they were i don't know did they have a million liquid or two i don't know because it seems maybe they did maybe they had two or three but they didn't have like 10 plus it seems oh hell and even casinos there's stories about like new casinos open up i, I think that's like stratosphere yeah with um, stupak was like he had all these high rolling um customers are like if we have a bad one more bad night we're not gonna be able to you know meet you know the the requirements here oh because people but because guys like because he was looking to bet big right or yeah, take big bets. yeah customers they were taking twenty five thousand you know bets from all the customers and so one bad night at the crab table could have busted them so this is going to be in the second episode, as you guys now know, listening to it in the second episode. But the last thing I'll say is, um, and this is something I think I'll, I'll send you the link on. So you were talking about the old timers. Well, obviously, Binion, the Binion, uh, Benny, the father, um, was a, a old school. I mean, he, he, went, he had a manslaughter charge on him in mm. Texas. He had to go back for it. And his, his autobiography is called... I'll do my own damn killing. <laughs> so, you know, like I don't hire hitmen, <laughs> but he, the University of Reno, Nevada, Reno, had a thing where old timers, as they reached older, that had a important role in Vegas. They would do long interviews with them on audio. Oh. And Benny Binion's is up there. And I think it's like 40 pages, the transcript. Mm-hmm. I read about a third of it. But it's fascinating because he was talking about how much you had to learn how to stop cheating. That, that it wasn't so much you wanted to cheat, but if you didn't understand dealing seconds and all that <clears throat> very well, you would get cheated. I got cheated when I was playing in the 80s. I'm convinced of it. Um, well, the handheld, the handheld uh, single deck games. Oh, in blackjack? Yeah. Well, were you winning at that time? Because I mean, no. that's what they 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 have mechan they had mechanics back then. They'd bring in yeah. the guy that was causing you know. Yeah, yeah. I would net lose. I, I was winning, and then typically it was a younger male, not not very young. All right, and I, I hit a point where I said I'm only playing against young, attractive female dealers, because and I did just that, fine. You figured because of your chauvinism, they couldn't be a mechanic. Smaller hands, very much more <laughs> difficult. Now, did, did, did you know what a mechanic's grip was? I just knew the dead. Watch out for the dead thumb. Yeah, so there's a certain grip that anyone or that manipulates. Remember in rounders, they Call say a hanger, hanger. But but then he says he's he's, yeah. he's got the mechanics grip. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. A hanger? What? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Three of a kind. The Aussie three sixes two hands ago. 